It's the Green Umbrella Marketing Social Snippet Show. Hello, hello. Welcome to this episode of the Social Snippet Show. This is a bonus live lunch episode for you. Normally, we only share the live lunch episodes um, on the podcast where we've had a guest join us. But this particular episode of Live Lunch, um, do you know, the Green Umbrella team were really on form. We had quite a giggle through the session and there were actually quite a, quite a few snippets of information within the, within the hour that I really think are worth sharing with you on the podcast. So without further ado, I will let you crack on and have a listen. Because I was focusing on us going live. Hi, Facebook, we're live. So, right, so to catch everyone up, we are part of our staying together, being in touch, you know, staying positive, go team. We had a quiz night a few weeks ago, and um, we've got one on Friday night, and Emily is the quiz master this time. So, um, to start off with, Emily thinks she deserves a crown. I do. I was just explaining about how it's taken me like two hours to prep this. <laughs> I definitely think I deserve a crown, so I'm going to make one tonight. <laughs> and then eight rounds with eight questions, Emily thought was 80 questions. Oh, don't tell them that! <laughs> that was a mistake! Like, I'm not that stupid, I swear! <laughs> Rain box fail! <laughs> It might be the reason for that is that if you come up with, I'm confused, you've come up with answers for our answers, you've come well, up with extra answers. I, I know you all and I know that if I ask you a question, you're going to say, oh, if I add this bit onto the answer, can I get an extra point? So I just think, right, okay. So I wrote down the answer and then there were some questions where technically there could be a longer answer, I guess. So I wrote down the main answer plus some extra in- information for that answer so that when you ask me if that's correct then I'll have it all written down and I'll know rather than just knowing the main answer and not the extra answers. <laughs> so, <laughs> <very good>. <laughs> <laughs> wow. taking it seriously isn't she? I am. Yeah. Yeah. It's, t- it's turned into QI or something. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> I might have been too. <laughs> It oh, no, won't be yours, will it? It'll be ripped off someone else. So you want a crown and a theme tune now? Yeah, I might have an entrance. <laughs> no, <I'm joking>. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to have a crown. I might not make it. I have a flower crown upstairs. <laughs> I could just use that, but I think it needs to say Quizmaster on it. And obviously, I can't really attach like Quizmaster to the letters of a, to a flower crown because it will hang in my face. Personally. You have to make sure you write them backwards, Emily, so it, it's okay yeah. for us when we see it's going to be like Mean Girls. <laughs> <laughs> I would definitely do that. So is that the one I've got to watch? I'm not, I'm not saying yes, anything. Yes, that's the one you've got to watch, yes. I'm not saying anything. Mean Girls. I think you might like it, actually. <laughs> right? He's seen it before, haven't you? You no. told me. No, he hasn't, no. I'm sure you have. I think you're just saying that now because no. you're on Facebook. <laughs> I can 100% say I have definitely never seen that film. So the great thing about, in all, right, so let's put a serious slant on this now. The great thing about doing stuff like this is that, um, and it's funny, some of the feedback we've, or I've had from people that have tuned into the live lunches, they're getting to see different, like this, they're seeing the dynamic between us all. And, um, and doing things like the quiz night and the fact that we're swapping over who the quiz master is and, you know, not just kind of, getting something off the internet or buying something off Amazon and doing it that way is that we are getting a real insight into everyone. 
So, um, you know, part of the joke this morning has been that, you know, Mark basically needs to watch, what is it, Miss Congeniality, Mean Girls. Um, one, one, one and two, Miss Congeniality. Legally Blonde. <laughs> and Legally Blonde, one and two. Oh, is there two of them as well? Oh, great. Legally Blonde. Oh, is there? Yeah. Oh, I'm never going to get all those done tonight. <laughs> Love Island, Mark. You're going to be up all night. Mark. Yeah, I've, I've, I've checked that out. There's six seasons of Love Island to watch tonight as well. Yeah, so I, they're know. like an hour each. The episodes, just so you know, sometimes longer. Mm. Okay, basically you find out of time. <laughs> <laughs> but it is—it's a really good kind of like insight into the different characters in the team, and that kind of you know getting to know each other on a on a more sort of personal level is it—it it is interesting. It really is. Um, and then it makes me look at our social media content and go, right, are we really take, you know, we talk a lot about personalizing that content and making it an insight into your business and the personal brand piece and that kind of stuff. And, and one of the things that it's made me reflect on is the fact that um, I'm not suggesting we're going to start posting like, you know, little snippets of Love Island every week on Facebook now, but, you know, are we actually bringing in who we are into our content um, or is it as in us as a team? Because I think we're, I think we're quite good in that I'll go, we need to share this and it will be something that I care about, but not necessarily something that is, that Jane cares about or Pam cares about or Mark cares about, or, you know, so it's quite interesting. It, it's flagged up a few, a few things that from a content perspective, although we've had a bit of a giggle over these films and, and God knows what else everybody's going to put in there and whether or not she'll have glitter on her crown or not. Um, but it, it, it raises an interesting point in terms of making that content really personal for us. True. I think so. I think um, it did surprise me actually. Jane said, Jane's a massive super fan of Legally Blonde. <laughs> I am, I am, and I don't know why. <laughs> she, she was quoting it yesterday, and I was like, whoa, Jane's gonna, she's gonna smash this test. <laughs> <laughs> gonna do Bye. the bend and snap. Absolutely. No, yeah. no, maybe not on video. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're live streaming now. If you want to crack on, Jane. <laughs> no, <laughs> Cool. Oh, right. So other than quizzes, what are you up to this week? Oh, who wants to go first? Oh, Pam. Pam, what have you been up to? Share, share with the class. Um, I have, well, apart from just my sort of regular jobs, I've had a few, a few sales calls this week and I was uh, part of the Daventry Retail Forum this week as well, which was quite interesting. So all the detail stores in Daventry have now opened as they have you know non-essential ones um but actually that wasn't what the discussion was about this week it was about um some funding from the government on kind of like gestionizing the high street so that was quite the the topic of the day it's quite it was quite an interesting um forum to be honest it was yeah it's very interesting cool yeah other than that it's just normal stuff um I've had some training I'm going to be co-hosting um, business community networking group for Daventry next Wednesday. You need, you need a crown <laughs> for that, Pam, as well. And, um, yeah, and so, yeah, so I was doing some training with Paul on Monday, and yeah, so Paul's here as usual. So, hopefully, shout out to Paul. hopefully yeah. I can uh, yeah, operate Zoom properly. That's all I've got to do, really. <laughs> so, 
cool. And what about social media news? Anything um, popped up on your radar that in that scenario? Um, well, yeah, we were in. Yeah, actually, it was. I was saying to you this morning, it was something about um, that I was looking at about Facebook groups today. Because actually, weirdly, on my business book club last night that I was on, uh, we were talking about Facebook groups, and I interestingly saw an article this morning that said about. Um, it's the sort of the, the parenting, there's parenting groups on Facebook now that you can kind of add some like badges to what kind of parent that you are. And you can ask questions and kind of like group up with people to type in anonymous questions, right? Now I was thinking, because I'm not very, on a personal level, I'm not very vocal on Facebook. Um, and I, you know, if you've got a personal question, as far as a parent that you don't maybe want to, um, Let's see who you are. So I thought this was quite a nice feature that um, you know that you're sort of an, that you can ask things anonymously. I quite like where Facebook's going at the moment. I've had a love hate relationship with it. Oh, I just think this adds again to the more sort of community side of things. I don't know. Does that, what what do you think? I think there's been yeah, it's been a massive push towards community, and every few months they kind of roll. I say every few, probably every six to eight months, they seem to roll out another kind of like, um, I don't know, what, like just like another load of changes into groups, or not changes, but added functionality. Yeah. So, um, the last round of changes were very much kind of business-like, so it was. Um, like a, the introduction of a mentorship kind of program within Facebook groups and, and stuff like that, which I thought was quite interesting. We've had things like, if it's like a training group, you can create units and stuff like that as well to, to categorize some of the posts, uh, being able to tag posts as being on a particular topic. And I think it's all really useful, but it's all very kind of business orientated. Whereas yeah. the last few changes, and I think this one as well, has been very much about the actual, it's, it's changes that feed more into communities yeah. and not, you know, not business communities or, or networking communities. So, yeah, it's, it's quite an interesting one. But I love this idea of actually being part of being a member of a, of a set of people, a, a group of people but actually being able to be open and honest, say open and honest, whilst remaining anonymous, yeah. it actually allows for some really um, sort of actually quite difficult conversations to take place without it being that someone's being shot down or... because yeah, the little badges are like, you know, like new parent or, you know, parent of, of teen or, and you can actually sort of like, you know, make your put your badge next to who you are so that people know that kind of like they might be more understanding because you know they're also a new parent as well so they've experienced it. Yeah I, I like that. I'm I'm never very vocal in groups um but I think that that is really quite reassuring for for parents who are wanting to ask quite personal questions and maybe not want to reveal who they are. I like that yeah. That's yeah cool. Fab. Anyone else seen anything Facebook-wise this week and like sort of news or changes, rollouts that you think might be? Obviously, they've done loads of stuff around the voting thing, um, but I don't, I don't think that's really relevant for our audience at the minute. But, um, but has anyone seen anything else? I have the one um, I liked. Unfortunately, it's only testing at the moment, but I really hope that it it comes here. Is um, at the minute, you, if you see something while you're scrolling down your feed, you can save it. 
and a little while after that first came out they allowed you to save it into different collections so you know you can save some funny videos or you know interesting posts or whatever um but they're just testing now how you can then share that with other people so i was sort of thinking you know in a business if you're all sort of on facebook and you see things that are relevant to your business you can start sharing them in a little um, um group for that and then you can then share that with other people in the business and there'll be the ability for people to comment on the posts that you've shared in there as well um, so you can sort of do that privately and then perhaps then decide between you who was going to share what maybe on the company page or whatever. So, sorry, my phone's ringing now, so I'm just going <laughs> to... I wondered what that was then. I was thinking, is that like, is the building alarm about to go on? Oh, oh, it's kind of strange hearing a landline ring. I know it never rings, except when we do this. <laughs> um, yeah, so the other thing with that, with the, I don't know if I've... Um, I don't know if we ever mentioned it on, on these on the live lunches before, but one of the things I do with Facebook, obviously we're we're constantly looking at sort of Facebook ads that other people are running to see, you know, what's impactful, what works, that kind of thing. And I quite often when I see them, I save those adverts and um, you know, I ha I have a collection of ads that I think are really good and a collection that I think are really bad. So I can use them as examples in presentations and stuff like that. Um, whereas, you know, and previously, if I'd seen something that I thought was exceptional, I'd have to essentially share that post with Jen or share it with Amanda. Whereas now, actually, internally, if we're looking at ads, we can actually just share that collection between ourselves and, and work that way. So if you are, you know, if you are advertising on Facebook and you're creating adverts yourself, it's a really good tip to actually, when you see an advert and you think, actually, that worked for me, or, you know, it might be some... The thing is, you tend to get targeted by stuff that you're selling as well. You get targeted by your competitors kind of naturally because you all have shown interest in the similar things or you have been on similar websites, you like similar pages. So it's quite interesting, the stuff you get served with that is actually really relevant to your brand and, and your own marketing activities. Um, and of course, if you're using an agency, whether it's us or someone else, and you've got some ads saved that you'd like, then it makes it much easier for you to go to your agency and say, right, I want to run some ads that look like these, or I like, the, I, I want to do ads like that, or, you know, that, that kind of stuff, which is, I think Mark would agree. Sometimes we get clients that go, I want to do this, but they're like, this means I want to run some adverts on Facebook. I want to run some adverts on LinkedIn. But actually when you come down to what do you want to get out of it? What do you want it to look like? the client doesn't necessarily, yeah, they're looking to us for that kind of creative, um, consultative approach. They're looking to us for those ideas, but we need some likes and dislikes from them as a starting point to be able to come up with something that's going to work for them. So yeah, I think that's quite a good tip in itself. Um, Mark, has anything come up this week that um, <coughs> um Well, Jane actually highlighted something this morning that I'd seen there was a, an update to Facebook, uh, Facebook, uh, Photoshop, um, which I hadn't actually downloaded yet. But what it did do, although some of the tools have been there for a little while, it actually made me look at the way that I do some things this morning. So I've been sort of playing with some, some of the functionality in Photoshop and it's probably, you know, quickened up some of the processes looking at one of the tools I think was added in the last release but because you get sort of in a habit of doing things in a certain way that, you know, okay, I do this, I'll use that tool. 
Um, but actually looking at this update has made me look at the way that I do certain things. So that's been quite good this morning. Took me a little while to, to get to grips with some things, but there's a couple of little tools in there that are definitely helpful productivity wise, especially cutting, cutting out <laughs> hair. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, so Emily's perked up now. Or or replacing your child with a dog, which Jane does regularly in Photoshop things. I can't tell you all that. <laughs> <laughs> it's now one click. We'll <laughs> get you back later, Mark. Yeah. You're definitely in her bad books now. I know. Absolutely. I know. All, all, all I need to do now is start slacking sort of sort of you know, messages through just to fill up her feed and <coughs> she'll be well happy. Yeah. Sending you angry emojis. Yeah. <laughs> right. I, yeah. Think, um, I was going to say, Mark, sort of on that same point, the fact that you ha get into a certain habit and a certain way of doing things, I think that can apply across the board. So I've found something that's happened to me previously is that with, say, for example, my contracts, I'll get into a certain way of doing things, certain websites that I look at and that type of thing. And when I've had cover for that, so say for, there was one time when Jane covered for me because I was on holiday, I came back and Jane said, oh, I was looking sort of through everything that had happened that previous week and saw something it that Jane worked. had done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I saw something that Jane had done and I sort of, we had this conversation and anyway, it was just something that was really good, but I'd, never thought of it before and I said to Jane I don't know why I haven't thought of this before because it's so obvious but I think sometimes and I think like I said it's the same for everyone you do just get into a routine and a way of working and you have to consciously try to mix that up and think of new things to do and make sure that you're not just sort of doing the same thing across the board which can be really hard I think yeah I mean that, that's what happened this morning <laughs> Jane mentioned one tool that, that, that had been highlighted that had been improved in this new version but then it made me look at the, the process and see that actually there's another tool that I could have been using for certain things you know mm. to make things a lot easier um, so yeah yeah it is it's, it's one of those things you do you do think right okay it works like this it works well for me and then you think oh there's an update oh I don't you know, I'll have a look we at that later. <laughs> well, yeah, that's it, yeah. But then, you know, you know, you do need to, you know, revisit those things and see what, see what is new and what, you know, what can help you do things better, really. Yeah, Definitely. Um, it, it's kind of interesting because, so, last week and this week, I've done a lot of presenting, and I mean a lot of presenting. I, um, I did, I've, so obviously we had Louise on the live lunch last week. Um, it was her event yesterday. So I did two sessions in that. And then there's also like a pitch session in it as well that, that I did too. Um, now I had slides ready for the two sessions, same as we always do. And I don't know, I don't know what was wrong, not what was wrong. There was nothing wrong with me, but yesterday morning I just got up and I, I think I just put on a different head or something. So um, I left the house with you know I'd got my plan and I was sticking with it and by the time I'd driven like the three and a half minutes whatever it is to here and got out the car I'd kind of thrown everything out of the window in terms of how I was going to present these sessions and um there's there's a tool called um, me, um I've just Menti. Menti yes is it Menti or Mentimeter? Mentimeter <laughs> Mentimeter yeah. M-E-N-T-I 
Yes, and I've never used it before, but the idea of it is that you, um, basically when you're presenting, you can create like little surveys and things like that. People can follow a link there and there and ask questions. So no, sorry, answer questions. And as they answer them, the questions appear on your presentation. And so in my, I basically within, I shouldn't say, I shouldn't tell everyone this, should I really? But oh, basically okay. like 20 minutes before the start of the day, I went, I'm going to do this instead and set up this bit of software I'd never used before and, um, and did the pitch and basically said, you know, said, right, you know, go to this link and ask the questions now. When I do my session at 12 today, I'm going to answer all your questions. And people did it. They, they actually engaged. They added the questions whilst the session was happening at 12. We were getting some more questions through there as well. Um, so it was, yeah, it, it, it was fab. It was really fab. But rather than having the slides like I normally do, I just use a whiteboard. I literally just sat here like this. So, and it was a tech event. And again, thinking things through afterwards, at a tech event, I sat here with a whiteboard and markers. But it actually worked really, really well. And it, it was a, um, you know, they kind of did a wrap up of, of the event at the end of the day, sort of like the virtual drinks in the bar at the end of the day kind of thing. And, you know, it, it got mentioned that, you know, because it was different, um, it was, and the sessions became very much off the cuff and that kind of thing. And I think sometimes we get stuck doing, I, I presented pretty much the same content I was going to present anyway, but it was just completely free flow. And all of a sudden I was using um, cake as an analogy for the LinkedIn algorithm, which I don't think I've ever used cake as an analogy for anything before, but it worked really well. And um, sometimes you just, you do something just a little bit differently and all these like, all this creative stuff starts to happen instead. Um, the only problem with those sessions were the screenshots that oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I say which, that. which Paul has just mentioned. Literally, okay, but I took so many. And the problem is, like, I imagine it's the same for FRS. Okay, they weren't the most flattering, but I think if you took screenshots of me now, they wouldn't be the most flattering. No, that's it. it. <laughs> yeah, I think it was so hard. I literally took, like, 20, probably, 25. And I was just sat there going, right, one, two. Oh, sorry, I'm doing an impression now. This is what I'm doing with my mouth. <laughs> Anyway, I'm sorry, but I liked them. And I, I actually, because I, I obviously tuned into the probably half of the first one, because then I had to post about it, because so I couldn't watch the whole thing. But um, I thought it was really interesting. I, I enjoyed it. And I thought it was, when you went, I, I tuned in on the bit when you were talking about the cake. And that resonated with me, because I love cake. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it weird? You do something differently, and you suddenly kind of... Yeah, all these other ideas pop into your head and they're not even quite for you know like i said it that was not a formulated idea with the cake thing but it did work mm. um and um yeah i think it was um a different way of talking about it like i've heard you talking about it before was like um sort of like a building so like the cement and then the building blocks and that type of thing and i was like cakes much more down my street i think people will prefer cake <laughs> Although it does make you want cake, so you leave the session yeah. thinking, I know about algorithms now that drive my social media, but equally, I really want a lemon drizzle. Hey, <laughs> need some cake. Um, I like that about coaching sessions, though. I'm not more, I need to get better at doing it when it comes to a webinar, but 
I like when coaching sessions, especially working from home when things haven't gone quite <coughs> right in a coaching session and then you have to fully improvise to be able to give the same service and the same information but just in a different way and you've just got to think off the cuff and just do it there and then and you're like hang on a minute I know yeah in a perfect way we can do this and you always end up with like analogies that you kind of walk away from and go that was an odd analogy was <laughs> that do you know <laughs> sometimes I come out with things and as I'm like I'm on the call so I can't um, all I really want to do is stop and write down what I've just said because I'm almost like gone Oh my god, that was brilliant! I need to use it. <laughs> and at the end of the course, oh, I've do this. I've got no idea what to say. I felt like that yesterday in a coaching call because we just couldn't get something to work, and I was just—I can't even think what my analogy was. And I did come with that going. That was fantastic, Pam. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't I do good there? <laughs> you did say at the end. Well, that was a great session. I was like, yeah, I amazed myself even. <laughs> Yeah, it's been uh, it's been an interesting week in terms of doing things differently definitely um i think what's been what's interesting for me as well is like the conversations we're having with clients and the kind of the inquiries we're coming in that are coming in at the minute we've seen this trend towards email marketing um and more specifically to towards like drip campaigns and email nurture campaigns and I think that's quite interesting because, again, people are it's, it's kind of like this this halfway house between people trying to do something differently, but also going back to basics at the same time. Because this idea of a, of a nurture campaign, you download something, you get a series of emails afterwards or you know, whatever that initial trigger is that that creates this series of <clears throat> sorry, series of emails being delivered. That's not a new idea. It's not a new idea. But yet so many people are going, oh, I need to change things. I need to take everything up a level. I need to, I need to market to my database differently. What am I going to do? That's the thing everyone's seemingly wanting to implement at the minute. And I, I think that's, that's quite interesting. <coughs> I'm just sort of thinking sort of that me and Amanda have had a conversation on that. Me and Jane have had a conversation on it as well in terms of sort of the, the technology behind it and, and sort of how it works. And I think there is when you're, um, you know, Amanda, you've been tasked with writing a few of these kind of email sequences for our clients as well. So is there anything in terms of that that you, you can offer if anyone is looking at creating that? Yeah, so you're right. So my copywriting has shifted a little bit. So I've uh, had a big flurry of websites when we had a, a flow of those. So that's sort of dying down slightly at the moment. We've still got a couple to finish. Um, but uh, instead, what's replaced it is the email marketing. So, um, so yeah, if people are planning on doing that, it, as you say, it's not necessarily a new thing to have an email campaign that drip feeds. Um, but I think it's new to a lot of businesses. You know, a lot of businesses have done email marketing, but they're always just quite sales focused. They don't follow the kind of the sales funnel. They don't follow the client journey where you're trying to raise that awareness before you pique their interest and then get them to buy. So, you know, the first emails that I would suggest are literally just kind of very soft. This is who we are. This is what we do. Here's something you might like. Um, and then it kind of moves them along to, you know, well, if they if they open that email, they, it triggers email number two. So in a lot of these email platforms, I mean, MailChimp is, is ours, our one of choice, 
um, they allow you just to automate that and it's not difficult it's really not difficult again it's not difficult when you know how but you know there we can teach people how or they can google how um, and it just yeah takes people along that journey and it might be something that's you know initially just soft touch to start with look at this like our facebook page and then as you move further and further along the journey you get to the point where they are expecting your email almost because they know it comes in at friday at 11 o'clock um, and then they're ready to press the button and hit purchase but one of the really interesting things you and i picked up on this week with um, one of our coaching clients was just going even further with the data on the emails so we were looking at people who'd opened a specific email but then the time that they'd have been opening it so there was one recipient in particular who'd opened the email about i don't know it's about a dozen times um, and there was a lot of them were time stamped at 5 a.m so this guy's obviously getting up early part of the 5 a.m club maybe he's an entrepreneur who's kind of like well, I get up i work out then i do my you know then i start my day's work you know a lot of normal people would probably still be in bed frankly by then but this guy he was all over it <laughs> so it kind of led to us thinking well why don't we see if we need to come up with an email chain that is for the the early risers so whilst i'd say plan your campaign you know make sure you've got some flex in there as well so if i'm doing a campaign that's 12 emails long at the moment i've written the first four i've got the subjects in mind for the remaining eight um, you want Emily to check your maths? Yeah, can you uh, can you do, do, do the <laughs> that? <laughs> that was an innocent mistake, okay? <laughs> anyway, <sorry. laughs> uh, I mean, obviously things can change. You know, things can change in the in the world at the moment. Um, but you might want to tweak kind of what you're doing and what you're sending and at what time. But you know, for for these people that are, um, yeah, the five a.m. club, you know, it it might be you're not pouncing on them then. It just might be you're sending something tailored to say, hey, you don't know if you're like us and you get up in the morning because you want to start your day early and refreshed, and it feels like you're really speaking to them. So it's that whole you know personalization piece as well. It's just really moving them, moving them along. So as soon as they're ready to to buy something, they don't go anywhere else but you. Yeah, you know, the yeah. personalization thing's really, really interesting. So, um, you know, I, I don't want it to come across in this particular episode that we, you know, all we do is pick on Emily, but... Yes. <laughs> but, dot, dot, dot. Um, so we have this, we have this thing where we tease her a little bit about her online shopping habits. And basically, if something's sent to Emily as a featured pro product, trending, trending, trending. sorry, the <laughs> <laughs> wording is important. <laughs> if it's a trending product, Emily is there. It's in fact, if it's a trending product, that that item's been dispatched already. It's on its way to yeah. where she's there. But it, making me look really bad. <laughs> <laughs> as long as you, as long as Emily's partner doesn't watch this, we'll be fine. Um, <laughs> but basically, it's that personalization, and I think it is much easier to create the personalization when you're in that kind of B to C environment because people can look at Emily's purchasing behaviors. Maybe she's always buying stuff at a certain, or her purchases tend to be at a certain points in the month. Maybe it is that she tends to buy those trending products rather than sort of standard products. And, and actually that information gets fed to her in a way where they know she's going to click that button. And, 
it's yeah, it's it got me too. To be fair, <laughs> see, I wasn't going to mention that, but <laughs> Emily, Emily made me buy trending products, and now I'm on their mailing list. So I'm like, oh, what's that? What's a trending? But the thing is to take that relationship, if you like, and that learning, and apply it in a B two B model. It is possible. It's just that we have to think about that data a little bit differently. It's not about the time that we buy. It's about the time that we open those emails. Um, and that particular client, they were um, in financial services and the information that they were providing was to do with sort of changes in the market. Like a, was it like a monthly or a quarterly report on changes in the stock market? So actually the people engaging with that content, if we pay attention to, it's had an X number of clicks. If we take a sample of that and find out that when people are reading that information, it tends to be on a Saturday afternoon, then all of a sudden there's something there we can really, really understand about that audience that if we wanted to do some paid adverts on LinkedIn, for example, to try and get new investors in, you know, onto that client base, then, you know, that, you know, Saturday, yeah. maybe Friday, Saturday is the time to, be running those adverts and forget the rest of the week, you know, and, and just put all your budget into those two days, knowing that it's within a window of time that people want to consume that information. But I think in a, from a B2B scenario, we can kind of get guilty of, well, that's B2C and that's B2B. And so they, they're completely different. And we don't necessarily, one doesn't learn from the other one enough. In my, from, that's my, that's my two penneth. Very wise, Christina. Thanks. You can ask me for a pay rise now. <laughs> Just to pay for those products. Yeah. Um, cool. So, what else has been going on? What else has been happening this week? Did you see the announcement about Twitter yesterday? I'm really excited. Yes. I've seen mixed opinions on it. So, you're really excited about it. I've seen other people going, who thought this up? It's awful. So, yeah, tell everyone about it. Okay, so I think either you're into voice noting or you're not. Okay, so that's the first thing. So um, I actually send... Okay, so the chat, what's happening is Twitter is rolling out this ability to tweet voice clips. So let's say you've got something you want to say. Rather than having to type it out, you can literally record your voice, and I think it's 140 seconds, and you, you can tweet that voice clip. The way that it shows on Twitter it is basically, it almost creates like, a, like an image, like an a audio card, if you like, and it will have your profile image in the middle of it. So it's not massively visual, but if you think from a brand perspective, that appearing in, in your feed every now and then on a regular, consistent basis, I think is quite strong in itself. Um, also, audio, you know, so many marketing things are now going down that audio route because of like alexas and you know google home and all, all that stuff that you already know i don't like anyway but um but yeah this this kind of the age of voice that that's where we are now everyone's thinking yeah, podcasts are on the rise there's just so many pieces to it um you know we've been able to send voice clips to each other on like facebook messenger for ages we can send voice clips on LinkedIn, um, on the LinkedIn messaging service as well. Uh, WhatsApp, I use voice notes in that all the time, all the time to people. In fact, I sent one to Amanda yesterday. I'm not sure I'd sent one to her that way before, but um, 
you know, sometimes, sometimes there's just not enough time. So actually, like if I'd have typed the message to Amanda, I didn't have time to type the message, but to kind of like verbally vomit down the phone at her. And, but it worked within seconds. I had what I needed because it is all about me, as we know. So that's just because I'm efficient. <laughs> yeah, but it's because I I communicated efficiently. <laughs> Amanda didn't agree with that. Uh. <laughs> she just laughed and smiled. <laughs> when I needed to take a comfort break to be as quick as I possibly could, and you know that's the kind of pressure I can do without, frankly. <laughs> I was very excited. All right. I was, I was, I was, Hurry a, up. Go I, I was, <laughs> that's a lot of pressure. <laughs> again, that's because I did the last minute thing with the whiteboard and I needed to make sure it was framed right and that it writing wasn't backwards. <laughs> I'm needy. Okay. We've established this. We've established. Um, but yes, we, oh, sorry. Carry on. Carry on. I, well, I was, I was just going to say, sometimes I want to tweet something and I know it's going to, I know it's going to be, longer than the characters I've got and then you're thinking about threaded tweets and I, I have mixed feelings about threaded tweets to be honest um, but the thing with the voice note is that if the voice note goes over the 140 seconds it's automatically going to thread the tweet so it almost creates like an opportunity for um, it's almost like a you know Twitter to start off with people thought of it as micro blogging hmm. It's almost going to become a micro podcasting equivalent. And, and I think personally, I think that's quite an interesting um, concept. Do you, it's an interesting concept, but do you think it's also a bit, well, I, I feel like in the wrong hands, it's going to be quite dangerous. I think there'll be a lot of rants on there. Yeah, a lot of rants. A lot of ranting people yeah. typing on there. Yeah, camera. but I think. Audio? God, no. Yeah, yeah, but those people, they'd, just, they'd be typing it anyway. Mm, they would, but it's going to come back and bite them even more. You know, if people are kind of picking them out for being trolls or abuse or... I don't know, even people in the public eye. Yeah. You know, you do, you do look at people in the public eye sometimes and think, oh, what are you doing? Read the room. Why have you tweeted that? <laughs> Certain political leaders with a yeah, well, yeah, bad, exactly. bad tan, yeah. Mm, exactly, so... <laughs> But it, yeah, it's still interesting, though, as you say. I think it'll be, mm. be interesting to see how it's received. Yeah. So I know, about all oh, sorry. I was going to say, do you know? Because I've I sort of I heard the about the, the announcement, but I didn't look too much into it. So obviously, when you talk, sometimes you pause or say um or something like this. Is that going to be picked up in the tweet? So is it going to literally be exactly what um, you? It will be the day. So, um, like, on, if you want to send a voice note in WhatsApp, you like press and hold and record, and then mm -hmm. it sends the voice note. Right. So I, I imagine it's going to be like that. It's rolling out at the minute. Um, I haven't had chance to check my app this, again since about seven o'clock this morning, but um, certainly I, I haven't got the update yet. Um, it's going to be rolling out. Well, they've said over the next week, which you know it could be could take a month for everyone to get it maybe even longer but um but yeah i'm quite quite interested to see how it, you know when it rolls out how people use it mm. um i've seen um matt navara i've seen one of his tweets that have included <laughs> it and um yeah like i said i, I just think it's I, I do think it's an interesting concept 
I do wonder how people are going to engage with it. I wonder how it's going to work from a business perspective. Like if a company wanted to, to use it, how that would work. Because if it was, say, you or I that wanted to use it, it could be quite opinionated, I guess. Whereas from a business point of view, you don't necessarily want to put your own opinions on that. I, I wonder how... So like I said, until I can play with it, I don't know. But I, I'm wondering if you'll be able to upload clips rather than just recording directly into the app. Um, that would make more sense, that, I yeah. think. So it's a bit more almost produced as well. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. You have clips of you going, hello! Hello! <laughs> <laughs> hello. <laughs> hello. <laughs> so sweet. <laughs> but you know, there are, there are ways of marketing. Um, so like there, there's lots, so Biteable as an example, I think it's on Biteable, you can do it. You can um, create a, a video that has your voice clip playing over it. And it creates like a you know like a sound wave over the image. Why is Pam? Going going to end I well don't know. Why is she laughing? I'm just having visions. Of, I mean, I'm already playing around with this. This will be be sending that over to my client with my my voice on it. Oh, <laughs> like what is this, Pam? <laughs> you, you have lovely melodic tones, Pam. Um, <laughs> images with like a, a voice wave a sound wave on them and you know with the the audio playing so it's just i think it's things like that it's just making it easier for people to produce so um and, and i can see it being a case of you know the next rollout the next update will be that you can upload an image to go with it as well rather than just having that sort of standard twitter um, kind of template that it's got where it's, it's just your avatar in the middle of it so yeah like I say it's it's interesting it's one of those things I'm quite excited by but I think a lot of our clients are um, they're probably until they've seen it in action they're probably going to go yeah and <laughs> but I, I think it's going to have a lot of power I really do yeah. it's the same with a lot of stuff that comes through though isn't it that we see in marketing you get some people who are early adopters and others that are a bit later to the party and they want to see, like you say, see how it works first. So, um, Paul's asked, is it, um, <laughs> is it just on the app or is it desktop and browser? From memory, I think it's just on the app. I didn't, I don't remember seeing anything about it being on the browser, but it's, um, maybe I should dig out the, the link to the article. Um, literally, I think it was about, I want to say about six o'clock, eight o'clock last night that it was announced. So um, yeah, I've not had not had loads and loads and loads of time to dig in and into it and read read about it from different sources. I've only only really read from two sources so far, but I, as far as I'm aware, it is only on the Twitter app. Cool. Okie dokie. So what have we got coming up? We've got some webinars coming up. We've got um actually the rest of today and tomorrow are fairly quiet for me thankfully next week well i'm saying quite i've got lots of client meetings but like one-to-one -one rather than like i said i am um, presented on linkedin this morning for um charters chartered chartered institute 
of insurers or chartered insurers institute can't remember now cii anyway um and there were like a 100 insurance professionals on that um i was talking about linkedin and that's it's quite exhausting presenting in that way like the, in a webinar scenario um, I've got a break from that for a couple of days now, which is quite nice. Lots of one-to-one -one appointments working with people, which is, um, yeah, which I love. Um, but Pam, we've got some webinars coming up, haven't we? <clears throat> Ask me what they are. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> you saw Pam's face there, I mean, really, I should know. Isn't, isn't one about um, social media updates? We're going to do a wrap-up of social media updates from the last quarter or so. Yeah, it's, yeah sort of marketing updates. That's, that's next, that's the 23rd, I think. I'm going from memory here. It is the 23rd. That one is at lunchtime, yeah. So we've got that one on the 23rd. That's... And you know, like an update of marketing trends that have gone on in the last quarter and kind of what to expect coming up and how to kind of utilize them yeah. um and then gosh i am this is literally going from the brain this not from what i'm looking at um we've got one on the 25th mailchimp which oh yeah that's how to use um Effective email, <laughs> email marketing on MailChimp, I think. I should maybe look it up. Oh, Pam, you're winning. You're winning. <laughs> didn't, didn't you just put the link into that this morning? I literally did, but I've been busy since then. I got off delivering the webinar at like 20 past 11, and then I had a phone call, and I got off the phone call at about quarter to 10 to 12. And in between, and whilst you guys were coming online, I saw the conversation and I thought that was a, you wanted to mention it in the web. So that's because I, because I didn't. Oh, I, 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 I thought what I that's can... what that was about, but clearly not. I, I can tell you what they are. I'm now looking at them. In got, it's effective email marketing strategies for business owners on the 25th of June at 6.30. And we've got how to implement a guest blogging strategy, which will be a really good one as well. Um, that's on the 29th of June at 12.15. Ta-da! Amazing. <laughs> if we can just edit that little bit out, like, you know, just before. I thought we knew not to put me on the spot like this. <laughs> I love that Paul has just asked, is Pam you? <laughs> no. <laughs> I just like to prep well before things, that's all. <laughs> cool. Okay, guys. Well, um, yeah, has anyone got anything else or shall we, shall we wrap it up there? We're all good. I think maybe next, uh, well, what's happening next week? Do we, we have guests? guests? We do. Yes, we do. We do. We've got Paul. We've got Paul next week. Our Yay. resident stalker is coming on the screen. Mr. Green is coming Ooh. on next week to talk about all things networking and how you know transitioned online and how to network online. And how amazing I will be on the Wednesday. Yeah. Hit <laughs> <laughs> Paul next week. Don't put Pam on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um. Paul has just added that our copywriting webinar on Monday, the one that I did with Kevin, was great. So thank you, Paul. Was, really enjoyed yeah. delivering that one. So if anybody wants to catch the replay, um, give can't. us a shout, basically. They, yeah, well, they can't unless they're in the coaching group. That's true, but we, okay. can, um, we uh, can add that in there. But yeah, and if anyone's got any um, subjects they want us to talk about, then they can add them in the comments as well. 
Yeah, I would actually add to that one on Monday. It was, it was really, really useful. Um, and yeah, Wise Kevin did have some actually really good tips that I'd never heard before. And um, so I made a note of some of them as well. And so did Amanda. <laughs> so did Amanda, <laughs> so I did. Of course you did, yes. <laughs> Amanda <laughs> I was thinking that, I was like, I'll just let this, go. I'll let this play out. <laughs> no, I just, I go now. <laughs> Can we edit the lunch break? Might need some of those Photoshop skills to cut that bottom quadrant out. <laughs> Kevin, Kevin, that Kevin might be able to edit that bit out. <laughs> just just a, blank, a blank space. Oh, <laughs> just had a long day. <laughs> It's been a long week. Oh, dear. <laughs> Love you, really. <laughs> oh, that's funny. On that note, now I'm getting abuse on on the comments as well. Yeah. Paul uh, said, "Was you know, was was, was Amanda there? <laughs> she was there. She did a splendid right. job of chairing it and keeping things flowing. I think you did an excellent job, Amanda. Thank you, Emily. Did you watch it though? <laughs> no, I did. <laughs> It's because I didn't want to watch it. I had other work to do that Christina told me to do. <laughs> You're gonna watch I imagine that you were hesitant. Okay. There's two things, okay, that right now I need to say. So, firstly, I really need Amanda right now. Okay. And secondly, we really need to wrap up before we do any more damage. <laughs> So um, thank you to anyone tuning in. Um, really, really appreciate you joining us. And thanks, guys. I think this has been a, this has been a really good one. So, um, so thank you. And we'll see everyone at 12 noon next week for the next live lunch with Mr. Paul Green. Yay! Cool. See you then. Bye now. Bye. Bye. Bye.